praise God. All right, so what do we got here? Announcement of the wise real quick. Looks like we have a, uh, well, first of all, I want to say thank you to everybody that came out and donated their time to uh, work in the fireworks booth. We haven't got all the, uh, yeah, go ahead and give everybody a hand for that one, because that's really good. Um, I think once we get all the, the tallies in, that this will be the best year we've ever had in fireworks. So uh, praise God. So, so that's going to be really good. And so in your bulletin, there's a picture of a hike up in Tahoe. We have an annual hike that we do up in Tahoe with uh, the church and, and people with Celebrate Recovery. And uh, I think that person on the front wearing a bikini is Brother Matt. I'm not for sure. It kind of it looks like it, but I'm not for sure. But anyway, that's going to be coming up here uh, July 22nd. And so, uh, yeah, that's going to be great. Tuesday nights, we have prayer meeting. If, if you want to come out and get involved in prayer meeting, Thursday night, Celebrate Recovery, which is a, which is a really good program. And, and it makes it better as Jesus is there every Thursday night. Awesome. Uh, today, after class, we're going to have Brother White's leadership class in, uh, on the foundations in faith. And then next Saturday is going to be our Hands of Hope food giveaway and clothes closet. Man, that's a lot of, that's a lot of talking. So, <laughs> uh, yesterday, we went out and we fed people in the park. We went to some homeless camps and we gave some food away. And that was a really a, a, a good thing to do. And um, I'm looking for that ministry to grow. And so in your bulletin, guys, is... Um, three like outreach ministries that we have. And if you want to get involved and, and be a part of that, it's really a, be a blessing in your life. I think you'll really enjoy it. So praise God. Hopefully I didn't miss anything, but if not, it's in your, it's in your bulletin there. Let's pray real quick. Father, I just thank you this morning. I thank you for your spirit, Father. I felt in your worship. And Father, I would just ask that you would speak to your people today, Father, about conforming to the image of your Son, conforming to Christ, Father. I just pray right now for the anointing power of your Holy Spirit. I bind every hindering spirit in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, and I would just ask that your Holy Spirit would have his way here today, Father Lord, in your church. And Father, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father Lord. Thank you. So my thought this morning, guys... Is impressionist or image? And uh, are you an impressionist of Jesus Christ this morning, or do you have the image of Jesus Christ upon your life? And you might be saying, well, what do you mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because see, an impressionist is a person who copies the voice of people. He, uh, they can uh, make themselves sound like someone else. They can copy their voice or their speech, um, and they can make themselves sound like the person that they're really not. Um, they copy celebrities. They copy presidents. They copy cartoon characters. Um, an impressionist, um, they don't live their life in alignment with the person they're copying, though. Uh, matter of fact, most impression entertainers, uh, they do it on the side, and you wouldn't even know they're an impressionist um, by looking at them. And that's like a lot of uh, people today claim Christianity. You know, we come to church, we speak church, we go to church, you know, we talk church, but our lives don't line up with the one who's ahead of the church. Um, a lot of people, um, you wouldn't even know they're Christians unless you ask them, guys. And your church is like a side job. They come to church, you know, on the side. They have no compassion or they have no conviction for Christ in their life. It's just something they do. They don't allow the Holy Spirit to go into their life and conform them to the image of Jesus Christ, you know. Um, so they live an impressionist Christianity. As long as they can speak church and, and sound spiritual, they're good. And see, people learn to speak Christianese. They learn to speak this modern church language. You know, we go to church and we live in our sins and our secret sins. And, and we come to church and we act like everything's okay. When we get here, we begin to do that church language, you know, like, praise God, bless God, I'm highly favored, you know. Um, and we even quote scriptures and the whole time we're as far away from God as, as we can be. Because we learn to speak the church, the Christian language. And see, but behold, the whole time living in a life of an impressionist. See, an impressionist knows how to sound spiritual. 
but he has no impression, no impact of the Holy Spirit in, the, in their life. They're just words. They sound good and they sound godly, but they have no power of the Holy Spirit in their life. And see, I don't want my life just to, to speak words of Jesus Christ. I want people to hear the voice of Christ in my life. I want them to see Christ upon my life, the imprint of Jesus Christ in my life. Are you living a life today of an impressionist? Or is Jesus imprinted his spirit upon your life? See, I want, I want people to hear Christ in my life. I want to have that impression of the Holy Spirit upon my life where he impacts, he presses, he rubs into my life that people can see the image of Christ upon my life. See, the Holy Spirit's wanting to impact your life. He's wanting to press. He's wanting to rub the Holy Spirit. He's wanting to rub the image of Christ in your life that when people see you, they don't see you, but they see Christ in your life. Romans 8 and 29 says this, it says, for, for those that God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. The Holy Spirit wants to take you and conform you to the likeness of Jesus Christ, that you look like Christ. The Holy Spirit just doesn't want you sounding like Christ, but he wants you to look like Christ, act like Christ in your life and in your actions. And see, church, when you, when you become a Christian, you're going to go through a process where the Holy Spirit begins to, to mold and shape your life. That way you come into the image of Jesus Christ. For people to see the image of Christ in us, guys, there has to be a, a pressing. There has to be a rubbing of the Spirit into our lives. A molding, a shaping, a conforming of our life to Jesus Christ. See, there's a process that the Holy Spirit does in our life that conforms us to the image of Christ. And number one, it's a pressing. There's a pressing that the Holy Spirit does in our life. The Holy Spirit begins to press into our lives um, uh, the, 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 the image of Christ in our life. He begins to press the Holy Spirit. He begins to press that working of the Holy Spirit, the power in our lives. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit knows God's plan for your life. There's where I want to go right there. And so he's not going to be okay with you just coming and, and, and getting uh, comfortable on a seat and just living an ordinary life. He knows the plans that God wants for your life, and he wants to mold you and shape you into that image and, to, and transform you into the image of Christ. He wants you to step out in God's call and God's plan and purpose for your life. He doesn't want you getting complacent on a seat in a church. See, so there's going to be some pressing in your life. There's going to be some heaviness. There's going to be some uncomfortable times at times because the Holy Spirit's going to be working in your life. Jeremiah 18, 34 says this, or 18 and 3 and 4 says this, Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something on a wheel. And a vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hands of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make. And guys, when we come to Christ and we give our life to Christ, we come with some baggage. We come with some marred spots in our life and our thinking and our spirit and just things in our life. And the Holy Spirit wants to take you and he wants to reform you. He wants to, to change your life. He wants to put you back on that potter's wheel and begin to mold and shape that clay. That way when he presses in and pulls his hands out, there's an imprint of Christ in your life. He wants to take and rub out those hard places in your life, the places of sin, the places that might be broken in your life. He wants to take and make you new. He wants to take his hands and press into your spirit that when he pulls back, people can see the image of Jesus Christ in your life. He wants to mold us and shape us. That you just don't speak words, but there's an image of Christ impressed, imprinted in your life. We start out as some tough clay sometimes in our life. But the Holy Spirit, he, his job, he begins to mold us and shape us so we can receive that impression of Christ in our life. And so you can't run from the process. You can't hide from it. You have to go through the process. And it hurts at times. It's heavy. It's uncomfortable. 
But just remember, it's the Holy Spirit doing a work in your life. So don't quit. Don't give up. You might be here today feeling like you're going through some stuff. You're feeling some weight in your life and you're, you feel like quitting. Don't quit. The Holy Spirit's working a work in your life. And when he's done, he wants you to see the image of Christ. See, guys, there's a pressing. There's a heaviness. And it doesn't feel good, but it takes pressure to press into something to leave an imprint. See, the U.S. Uh, uh, the Mint, they, they stamp out uh, 240,000 uh, round discs uh, an hour to, to make quarters out of them. But they can't make quarters right then because they're brittle and they'll break. So they, they put them in this furnace. It's a heating process that softens and strengthens it at the same time. And that's what the Holy Spirit does in our life. He lets the, the, the heat get turned up in our life. And as he softens us, he strengthens us at the same time. Because he softens our life enough that the image of Christ can be pressed into our life. That makes us stronger. And finally, when, when, he, uh, when they're done with those quarters and they're getting them uh, heated and cooled and all that, they put them in this press and they use all this pressure and they come down and they stamp the image of the, of the U.S. coin, the seal of the U.S. Uh, government on that coin. And it, and it takes a lot of pressure to do this. It's 35 tons to do a penny and a dime. It's 50 tons of pressure to do a nickel, uh, 60 tons of pressure to do a quarter, 120 tons for a half dollar, and 85 tons to do uh, dollar coins. And the Holy Spirit, he applies pressure to our life, guys, that, that when he pulls back, we have the imprint of the image of Jesus Christ upon our lives. And see, guys, the greater the pressure that's applied to your life, the clearer the image of Jesus Christ will be in your life for people to see. See, the greater the pressing, the greater the anointing in your life. So you can say, I have a U.S. coin um, all you want, but if it doesn't have the seal of, of the government on it, all you have is a blank coin. And there's a lot of people that come to church today with spiritual blank coins because all they are is talk. They haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to come into their life and imprint the image of Jesus Christ upon their life. They don't have the image of Christ. They haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to do a work in their life. And see, there's a difference between saying you're a Christian and people seeing Christ in your life, having the image of Christ pressed onto your life. I don't want to be an impressionist where I just speak words of Jesus Christ. I want people to see Christ in my life. I want them to hear and see and feel his touch in my life. See, there's a molding process, and it's uncomfortable, but the finished product will be people seeing Christ impressed into your life, stamped into your life. And see, the process of the Holy Spirit conforming us to the image of Christ, number two, guys, is a rubbing. If you want to be more than an impressionist, if you want people to see Christ in your life and have that anointing, there's going to be a, a rubbing by the Holy Spirit into your life. There's going to be some rubbing going on. To be anointed a man or a woman of God, you're going to have to allow the Holy Spirit to put his anointing upon your life to rub into your life. And see, to be anointed means, among other things, to be made sacred, to be consecrated, to be set apart, to be dedicated to the service of God. The Latin word for anointing means to smear oil, to rub into. And see, church, that smearing, that rubbing of the anointing of the oil, that's what breaks chains in your life. It sets captives free. It changes lives. And you don't get that kind of power by just being an impressionist. You get that kind of power by being led of the Holy Spirit, having the Holy Spirit in your life. That transferring, that, that image of Christ to your life, guys, it's going to take some rubbing. It's going to take some pressing by the Holy Spirit into your life. 
See a new baseball glove. It's stiff and it's hard and, 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 and it's, uh, it needs to have oil put into it and rubbed into it. And, and our lives, you know, it needs to be broken in. Our lives need to be broken in. The Holy Spirit needs to rub into our lives and kind of break us in and, and humble us. Make us soft, pliable, so the Holy Spirit could do a work in our lives. The Holy Spirit begins to rub into our life and he gets those hard areas out of our lives. See, leather will dry out with, uh, without conditioning it. You have to condition leather or to get hard. And see, guys, if you, if you don't condition your relationship with Christ, if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, your relationship with Christ will dry up. That's why there's a lot of dry people and a lot of dry churches, because there's no anointing oil being rubbed into their life or into their ministry. And if you're dry in your spiritual man, all you'll have in your life is words and no power. You need the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Church, if you want that anointing power, you've got to expect some rubbing in your life. And see, there's a picture transfer process where they take a picture and, and they'll transfer it onto an object. And they'll smear this object with glaze. And then they'll take this picture and they'll lay it face down. And then they'll begin this rubbing of the back of the picture. And it transforms that picture onto that object. And see, when we, the Holy Spirit begins to work in our life, He begins to take our life and He begins to rub our life. He begins to rub the, the, uh, the image of Christ upon our life. And it's not comfortable, but it's a process to get the image of Christ upon our lives. See, I just don't want to be an impressionist that speaks words. I want people to see the rubbing of Christ. I want them to see that rubbing of the Holy Spirit where he's transferred the image of Christ onto my life. John says this, greater he that is in you than he that is in the world. I want people to see the greater in my life, the great I am in my life. What about you today? That means I have to be willing, guys, to go through the process of being rubbed by the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit begins to rub you, and, and that process, guys, it's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. Um, conforming to the image of Christ, it's not easy for people, uh, for anyone. The Holy Spirit will take you out of your comfort zone, and He will begin to rub in your life. And that reminds me of the time my wife took me to get a pedicure. I know, it sounds funny. And I didn't want to do it because it was out of my comfort zone. And she goes, you know, it's okay. There's this place over here, and, uh, you know, it's no one to be there. We'll get in and get out. So we go there, and the place is packed. It's all kinds of ladies in there, and there's, like, hardly any seats. So I find this one seat, and I go over, and I sit down, and all they have is girly magazines, you know, like Vogue and how to color your hair 50 different ways. There was no, no field and stream, no popular mechanics, no, no bow hunting. And so I'm sitting there. I'm uncomfortable. And so finally they call my name, and I go up, and I'm sitting in the chair, and the lady's working on my feet, and then she puts them out to dry. So then she starts this rubbing process on my legs. And I'm wearing shorts, and I got hairy legs. So now the hairs on my legs are starting to twist up in little balls, and it's, it's starting to pull the rest of the hair together, and it's painful, and it's hurting. And then, and then she pulls out this rack of color, and she's all, you want color? And I'm all, no, I don't want color. And then she looks at me with a, a look, and she goes, you're not gay? And I'm like, no, I'm not gay. So, so I get insulted, my legs are hurting, and it was just, it was a painful process. My wife told me it was going to be a happy place, and it was just, it was terrible. And I, I, I say all that to tell you guys, the rubbing process of the Holy Spirit in our life, it's not always going to be comfortable, because he wants to get you out of your comfort zone, to change you, to put the image of Christ upon your life. And you have to be willing to go through the process. 
See, automotive detailers, they have a, a buffing process where they take a compound and they begin to rub it on a car and use a buffer. And this compound will take the high spots off the paint. You can't really see it with your eyes, but it begins to take that high, uh, the high spots off and take the dullness out. So when the sun hits it and the light hits it, it's not hitting these high spots. It's hitting it and it's just smooth and you can see this mirror-like finish. And what the Holy Spirit does, he begins to take, he begins to buff the high spots off our life, the, the spots of where we exalt ourselves, the high spots of our, our own ideas and our opinions, guys, and he brings us back down to a place of humility. John said, uh, I must decrease that Christ would increase in my life. And the Holy Spirit brings us down. There's a buffing process. And if you've ever seen a car that's been buffed out, it's got like a mirror-like finish. You can see yourself in it clearly. And the Holy Spirit's wanting to buff your life and, and, and polish your life that when people come up to you, they don't see you, but they see Jesus Christ that's in your life. I want people to see Christ in my life, guys. They have that mirror-like finish. And see, that buffing, that rubbing process, it's all to bring the reflection of Christ out in our lives. Church, are you an impressionist this morning? Someone who just speaks church, but you don't have the imprint of Christ in your life? Do you want to have the imprint of Christ in your life? Do you want people to see Christ in your life and your family and your friends? Where people just don't hear you speak about Jesus. They see Jesus in your life, in your actions. That the world knows that Christ has made a difference in your life. That Christ has made an impression in your life. The Holy Spirit's taken and he's molded and he's transformed your life. See, another type of an impressionist is an impersonator. An impersonator is someone who dresses up like a celebrity or a famous person, and they make a living acting like someone like Elvis to, to Marilyn Monroe, and, and they mimic the, and the, for, the form and the actions of that person, but they have no connection or relationship to that person they're impersonating. And that reminded me when I was uh, doing Taekwondo uh, a long time ago, and uh, we would spar in class. And about every month, there'd be a new group of people coming in the spar. They'd get their, their green belt, and that means they've had about three to four months to kind of learn how to, to stand and, and kind of punch. And, and so it never failed. Every class of, of new uh, um, green belts would come in and start to spar. There'd always be one or two persons that had uh, watched too much kung fu theater, and they wanted to mimic Bruce Lee. And so Taekwondo doesn't have anything to do with Bruce Lee. But we'd get out there and we'd start sparring, and there'd always be someone who would get that stance going. Start doing like Bruce Lee, and then, then they start impressing, uh, you know, doing the impressions of Bruce Lee. They'd be out there, nothing to even do with Taekwondo, never even taught in Taekwondo. And but they, it just comes out of them because they've been watching Bruce Lee, you know, and uh, it was funny, and especially when they'd start sparring, be all, and they wouldn't be paying attention, and someone would come up, kick them in the crotch, and they'd fall over. So now this. And they'd fall over and uh, they'd be coughing and, and I'd do the spiritual thing I'd just start laughing and it was just it was hilarious there was a lot of people that got salvation I think there because they'd be like oh God help me oh they'd be all in pain and I say all that guys for this is you can't imitate Christ without having Christ in your life you can't do the things of Christ without having the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit to change your life. If you're trying to live your Christian life without being in relationship with Jesus Christ, then you're an impersonator. You're a poser. And the Bible talks about these seven Jesus impersonators in Acts 19, 13. 
It says this, it says, Some Jews went out um, around driving out evil spirits, and they tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus Christ over those who were demon-possessed. So they would say, In the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches, I command you to come out. And the seven sons of Scivia, a Jewish uh, chief priest, was doing this. And one day the evil spirit answered them and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And then the man had had an evil spirit, jumped on them, overpowered them, and he gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. <laughs> See, they, they were an impressionist. They were impersonators. And they got a Kung Fu beat down that day. See, because they could say the words, hey, come out in Jesus' name. But they had no power of the Holy Spirit in their life. They had no rubbing, no anointing of the Holy Spirit in their life. And they got taken to beat down city that day. And see, church, there's a lot of people claiming Jesus Christ in their life today that live in beat down city. Because they only want a form of godliness. They don't want to allow the Holy Spirit to come in their life and impress the image of Jesus Christ and put the anointing of His Spirit in their life. And the Holy Spirit's job is to conform our life to the image of Christ, that we don't have to live in beat-down city, that we can live an abundant life in Jesus Christ. See, but it's your choice uh, um, to live in beat-down city. It's your choice to conform your life to the image of Christ or just be speaking words. It's your choice to walk away from what God has for you. It's your choice to relapse and go back to your addiction. It's your choice to go back to bad relationships. If you won't allow the Holy Spirit, guys, to come in and conform your life, all you'll have is a life of words and no power. And see, our Christian walk, guys, it can't just be words. It has to be, a, 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 it has to be a, a, a relationship with the Holy Spirit that we have power in our life. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians, My message, my preaching was not with wise, persuasive words, but in demonstration of the Spirit power that, uh, you might not, uh, that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. See, it takes the power of God to change a person's life, to change his destiny, to, to give him a, a new purpose. It's not just words. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. See, some impressionists, they can copy voices and words, but they can't copy the Spirit of Christ. So what are you today, church? Are you an impressionist? Do you sing a good song when you come to church here on Sunday and and speak some good words, but when you go home, there's no impression, there's no image of Christ for people or for your family to see in your life? Live a life that people can see Christ in your life. His image, his spirit, you know, his power. The Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians 5.1, it says, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Walk in love as Christ has loved us and given himself for us. Church, we're to be imitators of Christ here on this, in this earth, on this life that we live in. We're to show Christ in our lives. Christ loved people. So guess what? We better love people. We're going to have to show the love of Christ to people around us. My mom used to tell my dad all the time, don't tell me you love me, show me you love me. See, people aren't interested in you telling them that you care. They want to see that you care for their lives. And that's why we're doing some of the things that we're doing in the church, going out in the parks, trying to feed the homeless and trying to, trying to share the gospel with them, trying to give out food and clothes on a weekend and, and trying to do CR to help people that's struggling in addictions because people don't want to hear that you care. They want to see that you care. See, we can't say we're a church that loves people, but we never go outside these walls and get involved in the the people that are hurting out there that need a hand. We have to show the love of Christ. 
What separates a true Christian from the impressionists and the impersonators, guys? It's the world being able to see Christ in your life, walking in the love of Christ. See, because you can't fake love. Jesus says here in John 13, by all, by all, uh, see, all men will know this, that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. We're to walk in the love of Jesus Christ. To walk in the Christ is to walk in his love. And see, if we're going to be imitators of Christ, guys, and, and be, we're going to be conformed to his image, and we're going to have to have that love in our lives. People, that not uh, to the point where people just don't hear us talk about Christ and, and, and see us talk about Christ, but they can feel his love in our life and through our lives, guys. I want to be more than an impressionist, someone who, who sounds like a Christian, who talks like a Christian. I want people to see Christ imprinted upon my life. And you have to want to have a changed life. You have to want to be conformed to the image of Christ. The Holy Spirit is the only one that can change your life. He's the only one that can conform your life. You can't do it on your own. If you do, you'll fail every time. If the worship team wants to come on back, I'm not going to be very long today. See, church, there's no limit to what the Spirit can do through a, a person or a church that has their life conformed to the image of Christ. He makes all the difference in your life, the Holy Spirit does. He's a, the spirit of truth, the Bible says. He's, he's the one that gives you power. He gives you strength. He gives you wisdom. He dresses you, and he'll conform you to the image of Christ. He'll take you from a dead religious experience to one that is alive and that has power to change your life and your situations. See, the Apostle Paul knew the life-changing power of the Holy Spirit, but the Apostle Paul also knew what it was to be uh, um, um, the person, the, uh, what was I talking about, the... Ah, what's that word I was just going to say? Impressionist. There we go. Devil always trying to steal my words. You ain't going to do it, devil. He knew what it was to be an impressionist because he was religious at one time in his life. Matter of fact, the Bible says that uh, he was from the, uh, the people of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin. He was a Hebrew of Hebrews. In regards to the law, he was a Pharisee. He had a, a zeal to go after and persecute Christians. But one day, the Bible says that he met Jesus, not religion, on the road to Damascus, and the Spirit knocked him off his high horse, just slapped him all up in the face. And at that point, the Holy Spirit began to change Paul's life. He began to mold Paul. He began to rub into Paul. He began to polish Paul, that people could see the image of Christ in Paul's life. And church, don't make the Holy Spirit have to knock you off your high horse to get you to stop being religious, stop speaking empty words and doing empty works, exalting yourself, you know, and going to church just to be social. My mom told us as kids growing up, she says, you're going to either come the easy way or the hard way. She goes, I've, I've given you to the Lord. I've dedicated your lives to the Lord. It's your choice. Come easy or come hard. And I want to tell you today, church, make the easy choice. Don't spend 35 years in your addiction. Don't spend years chasing relationships that's going to get you nowhere. Don't run from God because he's, he's, he loves you. He sent his son to die on a cross for you. And he's got a plan and purpose for your life. Choose the easy way. Don't be an impressionist or an impersonator. Come to Christ today. Let people see Christ in your life. And I'm going to have the prayer team come up. And maybe you're here today and you've been going through some things. Maybe there's some spots in your life and your clay that needs to be reshaped. The Holy Spirit wants to touch your life this morning. He wants to take those marred images, those hurt places in your life, the broken pieces of clay, and he wants to put it back together. He wants to mold you and to shape you into his image because he loves you, and he's got a plan and a purpose for your life. 
but you have to be willing to go through the process, guys. You have to be willing to step out and say, Christ, uh, here I am. Touch my life. Change me. Mold me. Shape me into your image. Until that happens, things will never change in your life, guys. You have to be willing to give Christ your life. Turn it over to him. And if you're here this morning, you just need prayer in your body. We want to pray for you. And if you're here today, guys, and I'll tell you what, if, you, if you've never accepted Christ in your life, or if you backslid, today's the day of salvation. Don't leave this house without making things right with God because he's got a plan for your life, a purpose for your life. You, can, you can't even see the mighty man or woman of God that God sees you as. But God sees you as a mighty person, a mighty woman, a mighty man of God. He's got a plan, a destiny for your life. But you have to be the one to step out and say, Lord, here am I. So if you're here today, guys, we want to pray with you. If not, we're just going to have some worship for a few minutes, and then we'll dismiss. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.